Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. going on people what's up this is the fucking continuation of our trip to england and uh fucking hell as you can tell i have a cold still because <laughs> we're recording this shit on the same fucking day <laughs> but so this will be part two actually it'll just be the next fucking episode i'm done with that part two bullshit but mm-hmm. yeah catching up right where we left off yeah was this an idea? Diesel had a big bowl of fucking punch and some Jello shots they and might shit. Have had that, yeah. Jello shots that never congealed, so it was like a plastic bag <laughs> full of fucking <laughs> Jello and vodka. Um, One of these nights, I had my first fucking kebab, which oh, yeah, is, I think that was. It might have been Friday. Friday. I don't know, but either way, it was exactly what we would call a Euro, and it was fucking amazingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was freaking awesome. Um, this night. I believe we ended up in the hotel room. Yeah, I went to the... Is this the night you got crunked? Yeah, they gave me a can of crunk juice, and then yeah. they started doing tons of Jaeger. Jaeger and Red Bull. Tomlin's a fucking madman pouring this Jaeger out. Yeah, so the... I think we did two. <laughs> two either two or three, but, but... they were these little cups, so they liked it with Red Bull. So it's like a little bit of fucking Jaeger. <laughs> I think that's. I think Red Bull is fucking disgusting. Yeah, I don't drink that shit either. Um, I don't think. I do drink a, Jaeger though. <laughs> yeah, I'll drink Jaeger by itself. Yeah, that's just not. A, that's not an American thing. That's just both of us happen to share that. Right. <laughs> no, most people here do fucking rather yeah. enjoy that garbage, but. So they were doing that, and then so they would just give us Jaeger, but they same amount. Would fill it up <laughs> to the same level. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, after this. I don't remember too much else. Well, I was feeling very, pretty very good. Later. Do you remember we had some fucking cock contests? Yes. So I we do had remember that. The fucking brownest cock competition <laughs> in the yeah. hotel room there. This guy, Aaron, Aaron Bailey, thought he had a pretty brown cock. <laughs> Till Raj whipped out his little fucking I knew that. <laughs> brown cooked sausage. <laughs> <laughs> so Raj won fucking brownest Hands cock. Down, brownest penis uh, between Black Sun and Point Hammered. I got involved in the pinkest cock competition. Ball, but... For some reason, when I whipped it out, I don't know if it was the lighting or what. You know, I figured it out later, actually. I wasn't showing the fucking head and the tip. I was showing the fucking bottom of the shaft. So. Yeah, we were just showing off the shaft. So, Yan had recently been circumcised, so he still got a bunch of, like, uh, fresh. pink, soft scar <laughs> tissue. So, he fucking scooped me on the pinkest cock competition there. And then we also had a stretchiest nuts competition. I felt like I was in that one pretty good. Somehow, the boss ended up taking yeah. it, though. <laughs> Healthy was like wearing a fucking muumu at the time, <laughs> or a dress or some shit. <laughs> Fuck her, but it was co- fucking hilariously. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, we ended up having some Indian food one of these nights, and I remember yeah, I was I drunk. Gareth came out. Yeah, I was drunk, but the food was fucking insanely awesome that night. Um, mm-hmm. The Indian food was, and Raj ordered something, but he was incomprehensibly drunk. And <laughs> I remember it arrived, and he picks up this big bowl. And he just starts sticking his hands in it and eating it. And he's like, oh, my God, this is so fucking hot. <laughs> and he's like burning himself. He's eating this Indian food. Somewhere Gareth had a picture of you just like zonked out in your chair. 
Um, a lot of fucking drama was going on at that place. Like Chris and Billy, Aaron yeah. some kind of- ended up in a fucking confrontation and like knocked over a bunch of shit. And you kept was this where you were punching the shit out of Diesel repeatedly yeah. and just wouldn't stop for some reason? <laughs> and then Mark and Gareth were there with a whole table of other bros, so they were fucking bouncing around. And there was some graphic fucking point hammer videos from these nights. It was I got yeah. some straight up naked footage of the boss. Chris standing next to him in the hotel room just talking a bunch of trash. It was pretty fucking funny. And then Chris puking his guts out in the toilet and then sifting through it trying to find the Viagra pill. He puked up. <laughs> pretty fucking graphic. And then may may or may not be a rather gay kiss between me and fucking Wildman. That's <laughs> fucking graphically homo. I'm like, oh, man, I remember that, but I don't remember it being that gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a good time, and Mark's walking around with his little ukulele, fucking strumming and shit. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, so we end up at the fucking bar again somehow, yeah. and these chicks were having a was fucking. Is that the same bar as. Yeah, it was. Because yeah, okay. we ran into Graham and Les and them there, and then Graham, he saw me drinking a strong bow. He's like, fuck that. You're getting a proper cider, but he made me pound the whole cider first. <laughs> so then he got me another cider, which was a lot better than a strong bow, I will say. But So that was good. And then there was these chicks hanging out, having a best rep party. Yeah, some cougs. But they're all like fucking 45 years old. But <laughs> yeah. I was drunk, and they were really into it. It's like the sexy fucking foreign guys. <laughs> Somehow I end up walking down to another bar with these girls, and they get us into this, I mean, these ladies, <laughs> and they get us into this fucking bar and just bouncing around like chatting whatever and then from nowhere rogers shows up and he's like dude i'm leaving right now so if you want a cab back you better fucking come mm-hmm. and then i'm looking at the chicks and i'm looking at rog <laughs> and i'm weighing my options so i'm like fuck it i just i guess i better just go back because it's, it's only gonna end one yeah. way so i bailed i remember coming out of my alcoholic fog <laughs> and then i knew that i had to throw up like oh, i didn't yeah. really I didn't have to have to throw up, but I knew that I really wanted to throw up. Yeah, you disappeared for a while from the bar there. Yeah, I threw up, and I remember just standing over the toilet. But that was and back then, in the bar when you yeah. finally puked, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got some, some backsplash there. <laughs> I only brought three pants to begin with, so I had to take that one out of the rotation. <laughs> so I was, was playing it by ear there, hoping I didn't have to ruin another pair of pants. <laughs> It was a, just a fucking mob of fun hanging out with the Black Sun Boys. Mm-hmm. They fucking do it upright. I think they'd get along well out here. So, I think they would as well. Fun times. Until Diesel wrecks a construction site, <laughs> gets tackled by a cop. Gets deported. <laughs> it's, it's like no fucking cops over there either. Yeah. Like, we're, all this crazy. They're, they're fighting in the street for like 20 minutes, ripping up construction sites. Not one fucking cop ever showed up. You wouldn't get away with that shit here. But, mm-hmm. but um, all right, man. Let's get on to fucking day two. Sure. Kev Weaver picked us up again, got us to the venue, safe and sound. Mm-hmm. That bro's fucking solid. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking game four. So this time I drew a Warriors of Chaos player. Guy Ringham was his name. Uh, he had two units of Nurgle Knights, like six or seven strong. Four Skull Crushers, two bros on discs flying all the fuck around. I don't think he had a Hell Cannon, which is fucking fortunate. And then, no, oh, I actually did, but it, for once the fucking thing. Castle that. No, that was the last dude. That was a gross game. This game went pretty well for me. So So he just fucking came at me. I chaffed him up quite a bit. He ended up charging both. uh, First, he charged the the disc guy 
that's supposedly unkillable and one of the chariots into the gore. I end up killing the chariot outright, doing a, a wound to the, or maybe two wounds to the flying guy. Um, and then he brought the other disc guy in, which was his BSB. So then I ended up bringing both those fuckers down with the gore. <laughs> Works every time. You just dish out enough attacks and the rerolls help a lot too. So, mm-hmm. um, I kept picking off his fucking knights with the spirit leech. <laughs> it's one at a time. It's a fight, such a cheap spell. It's worth it because you're reducing his uh-huh. attacks and his you know ability. Uh, he had the two units of knights in front of me, and then a bit off on one side was the skull crushers. So, being that they're frenzied, I doom and darkness to him, forced him to charge out in front of his own shit. So he's pretty much perpendicular to his battle line and mine. Um, but he's like right in front of the Ungors. <laughs> so, uh, so he ends up killing whatever the fuck I chaffed him up with. And he's stuck right in front. Or he overran a bit, but he's still in front of the Ungors. Um, so I send in fucking Tuscor Chariot, Razor Chariot in the front. And then I send in a Tuscor Chariot and the Ungor into the flank. And the Ungor have one of the level one wizards with him. But I usually put the one that I don't mind losing as much in with the Ungor just in case they have to make this kind of charge, which I'd say about half the games they do. But so anyways... Mm-hmm. Doom and Darkness was still off on those bros. Got all those dudes in. Uh, the two chariots that went on the front, probably shouldn't have brought them in because they were down to one wound each. So he ends up killing both of them. <laughs> <laughs> the impact hits, I think, killed one guy, one of his models, before it was over. And that was it. And then kills my wizard as well. Uh, but after that, his dudes broke. And then I caught him. Um, and then the Ungor ended up fleeing back towards my lines later as the knights tried charging them. Um, just uh, chaffed up the knights. One one of the unit of knights, the, the, the reason that two of those chariots got down to fucking one wound each was because I hit them in the flank with a razor gore, or flank with a tusk gore, front with a razor gore, ended up breaking the unit of Nurgle knights and fucking running them down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what left my chariots in the perfect spot to be able to fucking deal with those blood crushers. But I should have just backed those chariots off. I probably would have got a 20 nil instead of the 19-1 that I took off the dude. <laughs> Uh, guy was a really good sport he's a really fun dude to play um i gave him my best opponent for the weekend so um, Mm -hmm. it was a good game it was one of those games where things were just on for me though so i wasn't getting exceptionally lucky but i wasn't getting exceptionally fucking poor luck either so it worked out well that was a good game and Mm -hmm. might have been my the third time i played the new warriors book so he had a rather friendly build. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, I took a 19-1 off the guy, putting me at a total of 39 points. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I played against a dude playing VC. This is, I didn't write this guy's name down, so not sure who it is. <laughs> but he played VC. This is on table three. He's yeah. running a Black Knight bus with the Lord in there, two level one death vamps, and a White King BSB. Okay. He had a ghoul horde, and then three units of zombies filling out the core, and then a couple spirit hosts and some fell bats. Sure. So this one, he's pretty cautious overall. It was kind of a race to see if he could put his his big unit in before I got the killing blow ability with Epidemus. Sure. And I put Epidemus way off on one flank. And then everything else on the other one. So if he could go for Epidemus, but I had a building over there, so I'd probably get away. Uh, but he just went for the rest of the stuff. So I ended up killing all the zombies, the fell bats, the spirit hosts, <laughs> uh, get them powered, powered way up. And then uh, by that time, he didn't want to commit after... You know, I blocked his unit with both of the Furies and the Beast of Nurgle. Sure. And then the... 
that was pretty much it. I, I threw cannonballs through that <laughs> night unit every turn, <laughs> and I did schmuck one of the the thralls. Nice. Killed him out. So you only had one spirit leech. So I was able to stop that every turn, and then he just didn't have anything else. So it ended up being a, a 12-8 for me. Oh, nice. Third mind. fucking, or fourth win then, right? Yeah. You're fucking on a real roll here, buddy. Uh, okay. Game five. I drew ogres. I was pretty happy for that, because usually ogres are a pretty good draw for this guy. Mm-hmm. guy's name was Sedge. Real good dude. Real good-looking army, too. Kind of had an empire-themed ogre where he'd used a bunch of, like, hurricane bits and stuff like that. So, of course, he had uh, level four on death. This was one of those fucking games where just nothing goes your way. I fucking... His death magic was just insane. He sniped out my fucking... Wiz- my level ones. Sniped out my BSB. The Ungor, early on... I did make a tactical fucking flaw by deploying the Ungor in a spot where the had two units of man-eaters. One was six strong, one was four strong, and he was able to get into the Ungor on turn two. So I pretty much had to get all the wizards the fuck out of there. And then um, kind of worked out because for the first round, like he came in and I held. wasn't a big deal. I did a few wounds. And you know my characters were near enough by that I'd get re-rolls to the Fear and the Primal Fury rolls mm-hmm. should I fail one. And then I got a fucking wild form off. Or maybe it was a Soul Blight, one or the other. But either way, the Ungor took out all but one of the fucking six man-eaters. They did pretty well. Until <laughs> the fucking second unit of four hit him in the flank. <laughs> and then that was the end of the Ungors. And then he just took that last man-eater and fucking ran away and hid with him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bit fucking disappointing. The Ungor actually didn't do shit for me there. But, um, but while that was going on, most of my shit was just consolidated in the middle. I was... He was too far to cast a Purple Sun, and I didn't want to risk fucking hurting myself with it. Although he kept trying to cast Purple Sun, and I don't think I was stopping him. I, I kind of remember being happy that he was trying, because usually when I do that shit, it lands on my own fucking head. Mm-hmm. And, and his wizard was in the middle of a gut star, so if that would have happened, it probably would have I'd have done better than it if he hadn't done it. But um, yeah, so at some point, he had sniped out the fucking BSB from the gore, and then the man-eaters came in. On the same turn that he doomed in darkness, the gore. <laughs> so you can see where this is fucking going. So I fail the fear. I fail the primal fury. They were both on sevens because my beast lord was still right there. But uh, So that was pretty much the end of that. The fucking Mornfang, who usually don't do too well against the gore in that situation, <laughs> just fucking ate him for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. Just a gross situation. Mm-hmm. If he gets the gore, the best the gore end up... At the like the end of the game, the best of are fucking surrounded. The beast lord and the level four are still in there. I just I charged him out, killed off a couple smaller things. Um, a unit of the four four man eater, um, and they end up getting charged in the front by the gut star, who of course rolls like an eleven on the charge, mm-hmm. in the flank by the by some man eaters, or maybe it was just normal ogres. There's four normal ogres who also rolled over a 10 for the charge, so they're getting D3. <laughs> and then in the other flank, by the fucking Mornfang, which were still four strong. <laughs> so I was taking so many fucking D3, and I'm like, somehow in my brain, I'm like, meh, this will go all right. <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but in the magic phase, he sends a purple sun through the Bestigore, even though they're engaged like that, kills like 12 or 15 of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. takes out a ton of them, and then impact hits end up taking out Everybody except the characters, the level four goes down. So it's just a beast lord standing there. He declared a challenge, but the dude had refused it. And then the beast lord just got squashed. So I ended up fucking going down 20 fucking nil. Bad situation. But you could tell that 
I suspect Sedge has been playing that, that army for a long time because really mechanically he could tell he knew exactly what he was doing and he did it right. Um, and it, like everything he would try would work. You know, he'd do spells on two or three dice and it would work for him and I, and I would fail to stop it and I couldn't get shit off. I couldn't make anything happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, he was a really good guy to play though. That's that. Fucking beat up on again. Okay. The game five was against a guy named Simon using Warriors of Chaos. This is on table four. So he had Nurgle Prince on death, shitload of chariots, regular and gore beast. He's rocking a Hell Cannon, some Skull Crushers. He did have a Sorcerer on a disc that wasn't the BSB on a disc, which he also had. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. This one, this is probably the craziest luck luckiest game oh. by far uh, <laughs> just with the reign of chaos and the demon rules and stuff so um first turn he misfires with his hell cannon and eats his crew <laughs> so then he's leadership four nice. he, he has sick rampage checks on that however it doesn't matter because uh my magic phase i roll for reign of chaos I get the Slanish one, which is a leadership check. Yeah. And he's just got a tons of units, including dogs and everything. So I probably hit two or three units every time I roll one of those. But sure enough, hit get roll a six for the Hell Cannon, <laughs> so that's affected. <laughs> he rolls, I think he does like nine or ten wounds to itself. <laughs> he's got a five-out war, but he didn't, you know, yeah, he only has five wounds, kills him. <laughs> and then that one also hit a unit of dogs that was next to the BSB, which panicked. And then... He also hit a chariot, which killed it outright, too, a corn chariot. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. <laughs> and then for the Reign of Chaos, the other thing that went off was that corn attack hit. There's like a, at the end of the game, there's a Gorby's chariot running away that he'd never be able to get. Yeah. Like it rallied. Sure. If I can hit that sucker with a direct hit <laughs> from the corn attack, took it out. <laughs> and then, but there, and then there was opposite luck for me. Um, he did a good job of keeping his demon prince away from my big beast of nurgle unit um so i used the beast of nurgle put him out there sacrificed him to the crushers and the gore beasts and to set up a charge with the the big plague bearer unit which took out the crushers and one of the gore beast chariots yeah and then (laughs) i did get the single gore beast into his demon prince for a couple turns and held him up on the other side of the board he had his BSB guy was going after Epidemus, and I had him in the 10-man unit with the BSB, because by then I realized the BSB guy should never, ever be in combat, because <laughs> the fencer's blades just isn't enough to help him. Yeah. Um, so I pop Epidemus out, so you can go into the 10-man plus the BSB, or you could go for Epidemus. Okay. So he went for Epidemus, and the way it was set up was I was going to be able to flank with the 10 Plague Bearers uh, in the following turn if Epidemus held, which it, it turns out the guy just had like a... He just had like a hand weapon or sort of striking or something uh, like that. Sure. So he's only strength five. So Epidemus actually never took any wounds from him. <laughs> but he sees a BSB charge, beats him by two. I think maybe I did a wound in return. So he beat him by one. I can take my check, roll a double six. I got the BSB nearby. So I roll again, and then I make it. Now on his turn, he uh, he put a unit of dogs diverting the, the little support unit that I had. So I was a turn behind. So Epidemus held for another round, and then I was about to flank him with all the static combat res. And then Epidemus loses combat by one again because that dude's a BSB. And then roll at double six. I'm like, God damn it. And then so I got the re-roll. Roll it again. 
and yeah. rolled an 11. <laughs> so you lose by one, it's on a seven. He's got four wounds, kills Epidemus. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so then he puts his BSB into the little unit, and then he gets his Demon Prince, finally kills that last, the Beast of Nurgle, the single, puts him in there, um, and takes out my BSB. But the unit survives. Um, I was mopping up everything else with the plague drones going in the chariots and stuff. They can take a chariot charge if they have to, which is nice. Yeah. But then they have the move to go after the chariots. Sure. Um, this is one of the few games my Demon Prince got into combat. I killed a Gore Beast chariot with him. Um, so he's down on points, and this is before he takes out Epidemus, but he's like, oh, I, think, I think you're up on me. i got to go big. So his sorcerer is a level two of metal. All right. He's, he's, he's just a level one metal, and he rolled gateway, or not gateway, uh, what's the big, final transmutation. transmutation yeah. So he's like, fuck it, uh, final trans on your demon prince. <laughs> Breaks out his black sun dice, rolls a fucking six, <laughs> take it off. God damn it. So he's a little unlucky losing Epidemus and the big guy. But I probably shouldn't have killed the Hell Cannon in two chariots. Yeah. Kind of balances out. But ended up being, because of that, um, that was my first loss. I took, I got an eight. He got yeah. a twelve. Well, it's still a fucking respectable loss versus. Yeah, I was real close. <laughs> me. If I kept the demon prince, it probably would have been eleven, eleven nine for me. So. Yeah, I was going around after my game with Sedge, telling everybody I'd been fisted by an ogre. <laughs> 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 okay, and then uh, game six. Then game six. I played against Andrew Adams. By now, I was fucking drained. So this is the first six. Yeah. Six game tourney I've ever done. I, I was ready. I could barely fucking stand up. My knees and feet hurt so bad. Like a couple of days of heavy drinking, yeah. <laughs> going to bed really late. People try to tell me up. Warhammer isn't a sport. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an endurance fucking thing. <laughs> so, rocked up against Andrew Adams. He had warriors. He had uh, two hell cannons, six chariots. I believe it was three of them were Gorbeast. Chimera, a demon prince, which was a Nurgle death fella. And then a dude on a disc, and that was this whole fucking army. So, turn one, cannons kill 16 of the best of gore. The hell cannons do. I'm like, well, that's not cool. And I could see his combo. He's trying to rock a doom and darkness on me because uh, you take that off. off yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, oh, God, that was fucking painful. Uh, move up a little bit. Try to make some magic happen. I was a little fucking tentative. I suffered more fucking miscasts in this tournament than I've ever seen in my fucking life. So I was a little hesitant. I just tried a few small things. Nothing really worked for me. Um, I did get a bunch of the chaff out, like the Razor Gore and the Razor Gore Chariot, out wide to fuck with the Chimera. And those things must not be very badass because he fucking made it a point to keep those things far away from even the Razor Gores. Uh, yeah. I guess they're vulnerable to Spirit Leech. Yeah, yeah, but when the Razor Guard get close, he would literally just fly him way back to the board edge. <laughs> he didn't want anything to do with it, because, you know, I could have got a flank or something on him, but I can't imagine that the Razor Guard would beat up on that fucking big bastard, but apparently he must have seen it happen, because he was super hesitant <laughs> to let it happen again. So, anyways, and then on my turn two, um, his fucking cannons were on. They smoked a ton of the gore. They smoked, like I said before, 16 out of 28 best of gore. Just fucking on fire. Uh, I moved up a bit. My turn two, miscast with the fucking level four. Took the Bestigor down to like four, four Bestigor plus a Beast Lord plus a BSB or uh, mm -hmm. level four. So the Bestigor pretty much done now on level on turn two because I fucking miscast as as well as his shit going off. Sucks my level four into the warp as well. So there goes that. Mm -hmm. 
So my my options here are getting slimmer and slimmer as the game goes on. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, I guess I can just back up a bit and try and keep some points because there's no way the Gore are going to get in there and be able to do anything. You know, meanwhile, he's death sniping the BSB every single time, and he's going to get him at some point because there's just nothing I can do about it with the level 4 being gone. Mm-hmm. He sniped out. The level 2 has killed them. He did get the BSB by the end with the snipes. I thought I had one of the Hell Cannons caught out, so I charged it with a Razor Gore and a Tuscor Chariot. Of course, the Chariot <laughs> didn't make it. Literally just squashed the fucking Razor Gore. Yeah. And those dudes are pretty awesome chaff, so I was like, ooh, that fucking smarts. <laughs> so don't ever do that, boys. <laughs> His list was pretty much my anti-list, because he had a lot of hitting potential, but he didn't need to come at you because between the death snipes and the two cannons, I even tried doom and darknessing the one cannon that wasn't by the BSB to see if I could make it fail its rage test, but he fucking made it every time anyway, so it didn't matter. Just one of those games where your dice are total, total fucking shit, and then his dice are super, super good. His fucking cannons rolled more goddamn hits. Yeah, you know, I had the best to go around to four guys, and I started making a move to get him over by the gore so I could pop the lord out and get into the mm-hmm. to the. A gore with the lord and he drops a fucking hell cannon on the my beast lord's head it's turn three or four kills the beast lord <laughs> god damn dude it was just not going my way i think we even we called it at like turn four i'm like well i probably could have got the harpies out of there so i'll keep their points but i think you're gonna get most everything else so i went down 20 nil again i was just super drained Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of dice at the end of a long fucking tournament, too. I was like, this is fucking crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had had about enough at that point. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything here. Yeah. I was still feeling pretty good after he killed most of the best of them. I'm like, fuck it, I'm still just going to charge in. Because if mm-hmm. I sit here, I'm dead. So start moving in. And then uh, that miscast really made me decide to try to hold points. I really had to adjust my play style for that 20 no bullshit. Because usually I just go fucking balls to the wall and see what I can make mm-hmm. happen. But there's definitely something to be said for conserving as many points as you can. So I don't know if it's Beastmen or if it's my play style, but... I went down 20 nil again, so I had I won 20 nil, I won 19 one, and then I lost zero twenty the rest of the time. So <laughs> <laughs> something's fucking not quite right in this equation. It started to crumble, just blew wide open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it might so- be the guy that once it starts going shitty, most people in that play style system have learned just to pull back yeah. and start running. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, this probably isn't going to work, but I'll just fucking throw it yeah. in there anyways. If it does, I can still pull like maybe a 12 or an 11 <laughs> out of this. <laughs> fucking, I'm a total fucking Muppet sometimes, but I don't know. I, you know, and there were even games during this tournament when I tried to pull back, but it just doesn't fucking work. You know, the dude's pounding you with so much Friday, shit. Yeah. You can't get out of there. You can't go forward and you can't go back. What the fuck do you do? <laughs> you know, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. It's just rough. So, yeah, took it on the chin. What about you? Game six, buddy. Game six. I played a guy named Lorenzo. He's rocking ogres on table nine. His list is pretty cool. He had, like, I think six, seven, eight units of Noblars, little 10 packs. Oh. He was that guy. Then he had like a nine unit of iron guts with a fire belly, or it could have been just a butcher. Yeah. Um, and then he had a unit of man eaters, eight or nine, with a fire belly and his slaughter master who's rocking death. Sure. So that was a butcher in the other one. Two of the iron blasters, a couple saber toss, and uh, he had a gorger. Interesting. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. So he totally 
was able to deploy me. I put a put a skill cannon on each flank, and then just waited to see what he would do. Put all the he's putting all the noblers in the middle, which was expected. There was it's interesting. I thought the blasters, you know, they're big. I thought they were range sixty inches. Yeah. But what's interesting is that they're only range thirty six. Ooh. <laughs> so that could matter because the skull cannons are forty eight. Yeah. I believe so. They have like a slight range advantage. Sure. On. You know, on a table, it's not really going to matter unless you're going corner to corner. Right. But the way it was, was he put both of his ogre units on one side and then both of the, the blasters over there. So he's, like, teaming up two against one, which is the way to do it for sure. Right. Um, and then he was on the side away from my demon prince who's hiding behind a building and Epidemus and my other skull cannon. Um, so the way it worked was it ended up kind of turning into a battle for the pass because <laughs> I just... Most of my stuff was in the middle, and then I just swung right, yeah, like wheeled. So and just completely ignored all the noblars. They're just <laughs> flinging shit at the plague drones. Like they could have charged the flank of the plague drones if he wanted, but he wasn't going to do shit or anything. Yeah, they're like not even within general range or BSB or anything. Uh. Um, so my plan is um, to take out his iron gut unit for sure, and then the manis are stubborn. And only go in against those if I know, you know, I have an overwhelming force. Sure. Um, hit a blaster, first turn. I got the first turn. Did four wounds to it. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Teams up, kills my skill cannon. But over the course of the game, my other skill cannon kills both of those, both of them. Um, <laughs> but not before. So I had Epidemus was kind of chilling behind a uh, unit of Beast of Nurgle. So you'd have to shoot a cannonball through or you can bump. You can get it over if you roll high enough, but um, so they're in the middle, and then I'm, after the first turn, I was like, "Oh shit, they're only 36 inch range." I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool! So I started moving Epidemus backwards, and then he was able to. Before I could get him out of range completely, he rolled like a you know a 10 plus like an eight bounce or something to schmuck Epidemus, <laughs> killed him outright. Yeah, <laughs> only ever takes one hit with those guys, um, but. This one ended up going in my favor when I killed one of the iron blasters with this the skill cannon, and I was moving my plague drones over and my beast of Nurgle. So I was gonna go put the drones in the in the flank and the beast in the front, and I was going to kill that unit of iron guts over there. <laughs> and when the skill cannon died, he just failed his panic check on yeah. eight, <laughs> and his other his BSB and everything were out of range, so it just failed off the board. So I'm like, huh. So the game kind of went my way, and then, but the way the positioning was, I wasn't able to get the beast and Nurgle back around, or yeah. it would be, it wouldn't be until turn six that I'd be able to charge in, either with just the beasts or just the drones. Where I needed, you know, to get both of them in there to have a chance of killing all the man eaters. Right. So at that point, I kind of just pulled back. It was like the end of the weekend. I didn't need that kind of stress because he's purple sun <laughs> in every turn. Right. Uh, and the Nurgle stuff is incredibly susceptible to that. Sure. So I ended up chaffing up his unit of man-eaters with the BSB general and everything. And uh, when his Gorger came on, the, the skill cannon killed it. Um, then I tried to start mop up all the Noblars that I could <laughs> just to get more points. But I ended up being like a 13-7 for me. Okay. So you end up going 5-1 and one then. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I ended up 2-4. Uh, and four. Fucking sad display. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so... Awards ceremony wise, you end up taking best army. Yeah. And then I took third best army. 
Steve so that was, Wren was second. Yeah, Steve Wren did second with his empire. Empire. They they talk in detail about that on like the Bad Dice Daily regarding the armies. I think he actually had Steve on for that one. So check mm-hmm. that out for sure if you want some details on that. But yeah, that's cool. There was a lot of good looking armies there though. Um, yeah, probably so let's talk about the overall stuff. Fifteen for the painting standard. What do you think? Was it different? Or just- I'd say it was equivalent. Yeah, I think I, it was almost pretty much identical. A lot of people ask me that, you know, over there and over here, you know, what? how are the tournaments different? And they're fucking not, dude. Yeah, if the it, gameplay was the same. The feeling is you're walking through, talking to people is exactly the same. The shit going on is exactly the same. It was almost identical. <laughs> so, yeah. If you go in there expecting some kind of different experience, turns out Warhammer is the same, <laughs> at least in the States and the UK. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was. I think for the armies, I think they're pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, for the top armies, there's armies with lots of conversions and stuff. Yeah, um, I would say maybe the painting for the top stuff is a little is, less. Yeah, there's a lot more. Than, like stuff is is well well painted, it's crisp and clean. You know, and that's not necessarily shaded to a high level. That right. was mainly the difference was that. The top armies over here would maybe have a lot more a lot shade, shading on yeah. them. Sure. Where on those, they were, they were well converted. You know, the painting was crisp and clean, but maybe there's just a wash or just yeah. one highlight. Well, the or detail something. wasn't there, and yeah. the technical level of or painting just, the, just wasn't there as well. Shading but, and the highlights um, weren't as exaggerated. But it looked good, and you know, I was but impressed the, by that. Yeah, those. the armies were, were good. It makes sense, too. You know, there's bros there from all over Europe, mm-hmm. um, all over the UK, and. Uh, us motherfuckers <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah so that was that was good like i said just an identical experience so i'm trying to think of things that were different but i mean you got lunch included so you got a lunch voucher for three pounds 75 it was it was a cramped venue but you see that here sometimes as well so you mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know everybody i talked to i talked to so many fucking people and i got just a big list of shout outs to get to here at some point but super super fucking cool dude everybody's really friendly outgoing fucking so let's did you think that comp, the composition, affected your games in any way? Yeah, because it encourages people to take death magic. And, you know, people yeah. beforehand had said, yeah, you know, beasts are kind of shit. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know beasts, I do all right, whatever. Uh, but it turns out, because many of the spells are comp, there's no good way to kill characters out with spells. A lot of people are inclined to take death magic. Mm-hmm. And death so magic. How many is- of your games did you fight death magic? Four out of six. Okay, mine, I played Orcs and Goblins, and then the remaining games were five out of six was Death Magic. Yeah, I think the Lizard Man dude that I played, he didn't have it. And then so depending on your list, knowing that going in, you could probably take some magic resistance or something. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so... Death defense. Well, I've been trying to... I've been thinking about trying to get away from the beast banner. The BSB ends up being a, is over 200 points, a lot of eggs in one basket, because that's a 75-point banner. And then if you take that out of there, you can give him some kind of ward save and stack some kind of magic resistance on top of it, because he's usually a prime fucking target for that shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that opens up the possibility of you know maybe taking some other magic banner instead if I'd like to but if I drop that I could take another level 1 because level 1 is 75 points that's the same exact cost as that banner I could put them on beasts and just try and get off another wild form and I'm going to pull an extra die from the Shard of the Herdstone as well so the problem is that put me at like 4 or 5 wizards depending on the build I'm going with that seems a bit excessive but so for the uh, magic over here I just want to say that if you fight Empire and Lizardmen you're probably going to go against Laura Life so you face in Dwellers for the Dark Elves 
Shadow. Uh, the magic is on comms, so Shadow, you can always get a Mind Razor off yeah. when you need it, usually with like a level one or two of uh, fire. So there's just a lot more variety of lores here. So yeah. before, I never... I never fought death, dude. I was Maybe like one game out of five would be yeah. Laura death. That was a real fucking wake up call. <laughs> but you know, I was trying to think of other ways I could have taken the list I had and mitigated it. But I mean, it comes down to throwing everybody in the same fucking unit, pretty much. That's mm-hmm. the best option over to keep there, the highest leadership. That's like a pretty good strategy. Yeah, you've seen that a lot, actually. People throwing all their characters in a unit over there or here. You're gonna get dwellers. Right, you're gonna transmutated, whatever. Dreaded thirteenth. Yeah, the final transmutation. Any one of those. Um, so the Death Star. People still do it here. It's just a risk that you have to understand. Right. Maybe bail your characters out, but um, for some of the units, people probably go bigger here for the Death Stars. There's no unit cap, so right. like the Savage Orcs would be like forty, forty five to fifty like typically. 50 orcs. Yeah. Um, so that's something you run into, but with the uncomp magic and spells, um, you kind of need that to take to deal with that. Yeah. After I played the vampire bus, I thought about taking, putting all my characters in the gore and going five wide. <laughs> that's exactly what he had. This just didn't seem like it would be as as effective. I've no, never I seen don't. a character as fighty as that vamp lord. Just insane. Plus, then all your spirit leeches are on a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, over there, you weren't allowed to use uh, the banner discipline with the spirit leech either and we typically do allow that here so Mm -hmm. that's one little difference but so for yeah go back to the comp for me i don't think playing against the comp really didn't change anything because i played orcs and guy i was asking how your list would change and he said the orcs and goblins was pretty much uncomped yeah the uh so the list was the same for the warrior stuff was uncomped the chaos dwarf stuff he could take whatever he wanted uh for the vc i don't know he had everything in there maybe he couldn't take terror guys i don't know what he else. had two terror guys no for oh, the guy that i played because he had he had the lord with everything as far as i'm aware yeah that's same for the guy i played so lord I with know, everything i don't know what his concession was to take death that. wizards two terror guys and i fucking fought it all the, finally the ogres maybe comp changed his list i don't because he took man eaters he probably, I don't know, with the blasters, maybe he couldn't take the crown of command. So maybe he just took the man eaters because he had, t- he took stubborn. He on stubborn, him. yeah. So the unit was stubborn. So I don't know that it appreciably improved the gameplay, but no, nah, I'd say it made it worse for me because death is just a bad draw for me. Yeah, to- <laughs> push, push them towards death. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, that was rough. Okay. What do you think about weekend. the battle line in each round? Um, I'd prefer. I'd still prefer a scenario. My army plays well into scenarios, though. It's very versatile. You know, yeah. And it's built for doing tournaments here, so I have a bit of everything. I have the fortitude. There, there were bros that had no fortitude that I played other than their general, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I prefer the scenarios. I think it just makes for more tactical games, more thinking. And then in the end, to me, that's more fun. When, when your games are all just battle line, it's like, well, I'm just going to have to go over there and beat them up. Or wait here and try and magic him up while he comes over here to beat me up. And that's going to be that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we're going to chaff each other up at some point as well. That's going to happen every fucking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to try and get the charges you want. But it's, it made for... you. Know, maybe that's another part of the reason I was kind of down on it after the fact. is It's just so fucking monotonous. You're doing the same exact thing every single time. And like mm-hmm. I said, that's my fault for playing the same fucking army for so long as well. But, um, but yeah, I don't... Did you find it better or worse than as if they had had scenarios? Well, the 
the one benefit that I like was you didn't have to spend a couple of minutes at the start of the game uh, looking at the scenario thing and trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do in this game? Right. You didn't have to see. So that way, that was easier. You just sit down. You know what's happening. You can get started right away. So sure. it's a little quicker um, playing it that way. And then probably at the end, you save a couple of minutes. So from a, you know, just turning your brain off perspective, that, I like that. But Especially after all that drinking? For the, yeah, the... I prefer the scenario. Just going in because if you're playing battle, you know you're playing battle line every time. You can make, create your army, you can make a plan, and you can you can execute your plan the same way in each game. Right. Like so, if someone makes a gimmicky kind of list, um, they can reliably know that gimmick is gonna play out. They can deploy it the same way every game. They can know how the table is gonna look every game or like that. Where with the scenarios here that. We use the different deployments, and then a lot of objectives and stuff require you to move out and stuff. So uh, just to touch on the Orc and Goblin list, that one. That so one, yeah. So he, since he played Battleline every game, he was able to put it in the middle every time, deploy the same way every game, and then basically do everything the same in every game and reliably take everything off. So arguably it's way less fucking tactical than as if he had done, as if there had been scenarios. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... It is a tactic, but it's like one thing, and it, it's just rinse well, you and can repeat. build. Yeah, if, if everything's battle line, you can build something like that and know how it's going to work each game. Right. Which you know, for building your list, maybe that, there's a comfort to that, but from uh, just keeping things interesting and fresh, <coughs> kind of perspective. Sure. Um, I like going for the scenarios, even though you know not every TO executes them well. <laughs> um, they still, I think I prefer them rather than doing battle line each time. Regarding, you know, regarding the comp and how it affected the ogre Sedge's ogre list that I played, you know, he only had one cannon, mm-hmm. and I mean, you're always kind of happy to see that. Like he had man eaters, one cannon, gut star, and Mornfang. So over here, it's it's fucking cheese dick with gut star and double cannon. Like every time, you're not gonna fucking fight no, something. Not not on the higher table because taking one cannon will affect your sports score uh yeah favorably compared to taking two cannons yeah so for blood in the sun i'm thinking i have to decide whether you want to be that to look dude at this. <laughs> well personally i don't i just want to take what i want but i'm going to look at the scores yeah for a comp and stuff like that if i think it's going to make a difference i can weigh the the benefits of taking the cannon two cannons or one cannon if personally for the demons i don't the cannon is the only thing that anyone's ever going to have a problem with. So, right. fuck it, I might take two. <laughs> just <laughs> I always prefer to take whatever I want. Um, yeah. Rather than be limited. So, sure. From um, perspective. Okay. Um, playing the ogres was also a good experience since I'm working into ogres. So, it was cool to see a build that we wouldn't necessarily consider a power build here walk all over me. Because, like I said, typically I do really well against ogres. And, and I. I don't know what it was. Somewhere I had some bad karma this weekend, and my fucking just got just got owned for it as well. Too mm-hmm. should have just fucking deployed everything in the corner every game. <laughs> yeah. So overall, it's fun. I did. I came in thirteenth. I was one point behind Ben Johnson for the best demon player. He came in eleventh. Nice. And. Where'd you say I came, like, 130th or 138th? 168th. 168th. (laughs) Yeah, turns out, bad fucking weekend for this guy. Uh, I probably should have focused less on getting drunk every day and maybe giving a shit about it, but I just couldn't be forced to care about Warhammer. Mm -hmm. Um, So much fucking fun, though. I got a big list of shout-outs to do here at some point, but... 
term was awesome. It was run super tight, dude. There was no fucking issues at yeah. all that I saw. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Dan and Wayne and Russ, um, everybody else who was helping out run it. It was super well done, and I had a really good time, dude. And mm-hmm. I was talking For to Russ. Size, yeah, you know, it was awesome. As I was having that rules issue with uh, that Norwegian bro, and, like, there was a point where Russ actually, like, raised his voice and snapped at the dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laugh. I'm like, this fucking bro is pretty fucking cool. So I ended up talking to him quite a while, getting some of his ETC stories out. And, yeah, I like Russ a lot. He's a really cool dude. And, again, Greg Dan and the Hydras for hooking us up with the terrain. That was fucking got us. Got me five extra points. Probably kept me in the 160s instead of the <laughs> fucking 170s. So I got 39 points out of gaming that weekend so my total points those five points were very fucking valuable so (laughs) cheers boys Mm -hmm. to the black sun boys for fucking showing us a good time going out drinking with us fucking tomlin and diesel ricky matt lee who got really drunk the first night and (laughs) didn't really drink too much the rest of the weekend uh adam dom dom i didn't see too much of i talk with him a few times yeah i mean he's there at the end jolly fellow yeah he's got the boss Scott's fucking pretty funny, dude. <laughs> Wearing yeah, that fucking cool. big dress and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jan. Jan's a cool guy. Uh, Mo. Everybody else that was hanging out. Annie. Yeah, it was all fun. Like, a really fun fucking group of people to party with. Um, yeah, I think that was, was the best blast. part. It's just hanging out with the people and everything. Oh, I agree 100%. Cheers to Ricky again for fucking picking us up and taking us around. And mm-hmm. same goes to Kev Weaver for giving us rides to the venue Saturday and Sunday. It's much appreciated. Mm-hmm. All the fucking smokers, like Ollie from uh, Ah Games, <laughs> who we were going to hook up with in London if we had two days, but we only ended up having one day in London, so we didn't get to hook up with Ollie, but that's all right. He was still a cool guy. Raf, Amit, Guido, smoking bros. I fucking talked to all quite a bit. Uh, Patty from the Ireland Team ETC. Uh, during a t-shirt or something? Yeah, during game four. So the first day of game two, he came over, gave me a fucking Team Ireland ETC shirt. He's like, yeah, I wore this shit. It's fucking super bad luck. It's garbage. So you can have it, man. I'm like, ah, sweet. But he's a fucking bigger dude than I am, so it kind of <laughs> drapes over me. He did actually wear it for like most of the fucking day because it smelled well like man when he gave it to me too. So. Nice. <laughs> but cheers. It was a fucking really, really cool fucking thing to get. I was, I was appreciative of that. And Scott the Boss hooked me up with one of the I Love Ben Diesel wristbands. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that thing a lot too, so that's awesome. Um, sure, I'm forgetting a ton of people there, but... That's fucking. Patty said he's gonna come out to fucking Wapaka, and then had a handful yeah, of had other a people c- say that too. A handful of claims of yeah. Wapaka or Depticon. <laughs> so if you guys come out this up. way, we'll uh, make sure you fly into Central Wisconsin, and we'll get you from <laughs> the airport to the to the venue, which is maybe about an hour drive in total. And uh, once you're at the venue, you don't really need to go anywhere. So mm-hmm. just want to run to the Kmart, the ASDA, or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so cool to meet everybody. Tom Collin. Really tall redhead, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've talked to him, seen him around on Twitter and whatnot, so it's cool to meet him. Dave Napier, like I said before, hooked me up with a drink, and then uh, put on some good entertainment, letting Diesel Meat hook him up for a while. <laughs> 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 there. Um, and then Graham and Les, so, like, Sunday after the Sunday tournament. Night, yeah. Yeah, we went out with Graham and Les, and... Uh, had dinner at this Indian joint, which was nowhere near as good as the oh. other Indian joint we'd went to, but it was cool just to sit and talk with those who's there. Real Bullshit, cool guys. Yeah. Les came out the next day and hooked us up with a ride to the train station on Monday morning, so mm-hmm. got us on our way. It's very much appreciated, Les. Um, all in all, it was a fucking awesome weekend, dude, and I had a fucking Sorry. glorious time. Mm-hmm. I wager I got drunk more times in a fucking row than I ever have in my life, but <laughs> it was fucking just an insane amount of booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to take a break? 
All right, so fucking Monday we were off to Nottingham. Les took us up, took yeah. us to the train station. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was fucking glorious because it was about a fucking thirteen dollar cab ride down to the train station. So mm-hmm. it seemed like it took quite a fucking long time to get to Nottingham from South Coast, <laughs> and it cost ninety pounds each. Yeah, it's fucking just insanely expensive. So. Anyways, we fucking finally got up there and met up with Kieran. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met him over at his place. Kieran had a pretty nice fucking place he was living in there. Yeah. So, fucking cool enough, dude. We end up head, out to heading out to a local pub. pub. Yeah. yeah. Sitting there, just fucking shooting the shit, buying beers. Had a bunch of shit from the Castle Rock, like, microbrewery or... Yeah, whatever they call it over there. Had a bunch of nitrogen beers. Well, those were, oh, like, those the were hand really, pumps. Really good, yeah. All those, all those, like, proper pubs over there, they had hand pumps instead of tappers, and that was pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You get that to appreciate cool. that, yeah. Um, beers. It's funny, because we're just hanging out, talking, or whatever, and then this... Talking Warhammer. Yeah. This guy next to us pipes up hey are you guys talking workshop yeah <laughs> turns out that some dude named dude named charles who works for forge world just happened to be hanging out there with his girlfriend and it's kind of she's like sitting there trying to get him to suck down all this whiskey yeah and he just wanted to talk warhammer with us <laughs> that's a pretty funny situation but charles seemed like he's a pretty cool guy mm-hmm. and then uh yeah, we had dinner there, had a bunch of beers. We ended up getting fucking yeah. pretty buzzed up there. Had a nice fucking bangers and mash there. That was solid. That was really good. Probably one of the best meals that I had there. Ah, oh, nice. I ended up going for the kebab again. This was like <laughs> a proper kebab to, on a once stick. Once you learned the kebab. Yeah, I was fucking hooked on that shit. It was so good, dude. <laughs> so we ended up going back to Kieran's. Didn't seem like it was too late, maybe like six or seven. Looking up the, the video game system. Yeah. Right? Played some fucking Wii. Mm-hmm. And then fucking just sat around drinking tea. When they drink tea over there, it's fucking a little bit of tea, a lot of milk. Yeah. <laughs> just like if they, they'll serve you coffee that way, too, if you don't tell them you want it black. <laughs> but it was good. It's mm-hmm. fucking cool to hang out. Like It was super nice of that dude to like put us up and hung yeah. out there for a while. And then I was around about like 10 o'clock. We decided to go out again. But, of course, Raj yeah, had I was, enough. I was ready to crash. Yeah. You guys went downtown. 
Yeah, so Kieran and I fucking ended up catching a bus down to downtown Nottingham. Checked out, uh, there's a pub there, the old trip to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is supposedly like the oldest pub, I don't know if it's in the UK or in the fucking Europe or whatever, but super fucking cool place, like built into the cliffs, so there's just caves running throughout it. You go in there, <laughs> just different fucking various levels of caves, and the bars like at the first level when you first come in, and mm-hmm. um, it's cool. super cool, yeah, really old. I guess like knights would stop there on their way to the Crusades for the knights. It used to be an inn as well, so super fucking awesome. From there, we went and checked out... There's like a big castle down there in Nottingham, and there's a big uh, Robin Hood statue, so I got a couple pics with the Robin Hood statue, <laughs> and then we just did some bar bouncing after that, checked out a few places. Uh, the place he really wanted me to check out was closed, but had a bunch more beers, bounced around a bit, and then ended up crashing. I think we got back around 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. It was a super cool scene, though, like just this big town center area you could walk around. It was a Monday, and there was still a lot of people around, so... Mm-hmm. And had it been a weekend, probably would have been glorious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really, really had a good time out in Nottingham. I thought it was a really awesome town. So, and then went back and crashed. Fucking next morning, fuck, got up and then end up playing some fucking Super Nintendo for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran hooked up the Super Nintendo. Uh, it's like whatever the English version of Contra Two is that what it was? Uh, yeah, like Contra Three or Four. Yeah, for so Super Nintendo. One of the side scrollers. Like weird Alien Galactic Rebels or something they called it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's fucking Contra Three, the Alien War, bro. Yeah, but like you guys Got a made Street Fighter going. Ah, uh, yeah, we played Street Fighter Two. That was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And then, that's some other shit. It was nice to flashback. When I got back, I hooked up my own Super Nintendo. I played through a game of Gemfire, which is probably four or five hours just sitting there playing this fucking game. So, still feel the buzz, though. I got Rampart sitting there. I really love playing Rampart, so I might get on that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a really good time. So, Kieran took us up to Warhammer World then. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. a little industrial complex. They got three or four buildings over there. Yeah, like right out from in front, there's a fucking rhino, like a life-size <laughs> rhino, <laughs> crashing over just a bunch of like sandbags and uh-huh. implements and shit. Super, super cool, man. Just get a feeling for like what that shit would really be like. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was just badass. Um, Bugman's was cool yeah the like bar- a cool feel in there it's like a pub but it was all decked out there's like warhammer banners all over the walls and shields from each race on the walls there's a big fucking anvil over the mantle and some dwarf axes and helmets and shit huge like i don't know if it was a dragon hide or a troll skin on the wall <laughs> with a map etched into it they had the little like bugman's exclusive store so i picked up some bugman's exclusive models there some freaking white dwarfs yeah and they were, no, it's actually Joseph Bugman, Bugman himself. Yeah, okay. got got those. Picked up one of those for Joe Flesh because he wanted me to bring him one back. Yeah, we ended up eating there. The food was really good too, though. I had some kind of kebab. <laughs> Ed Morris stopped by to say hi. He yeah. worked somewhere around there, so that was cool. Some he stopped IT by. Department. Yeah, chatted us See up a the bit. Gaming hall oh, was cool. Oh yeah, it's like the it's set up like a huge fucking castle in there, so that was pretty solid. Plenty of tables, plenty of space, plenty of awesome fucking terrain all around. Some yeah. Super awesome tables, like some really pieces, well themed, well done. Yeah, I was saw pretty... some GW trees with the leaves on them. It turns That's out amazing. Never yeah. saw them before. They look really fucking good, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I was impressed. And then. You go into the the store section, and they literally have every single thing stocked. <laughs> I've never fucking seen a stock like that. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't think they were given discounts. <laughs> 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 I didn't pick any of those. Those Bugman models, the newest one was like 26, the conversion was $26.20 for his little fine cast dude. So it was pretty expensive, but mm-hmm. up in the hall of models upstairs, it was super awesome. Yeah, it was cool to see all yeah. those figures that you had seen yeah. in the books. You recognize everything. Prior. Yeah. It's fucking pretty awesome. So every main army's on display except whatever's out for pictures yeah. or updates. It was cool because you'd see the like studio armies. That, yeah. You know, they're painted in the scheme. And then you see the little one-off. Maybe the little section with all the little one-off guys they did for like the little painting sections. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are cool. And then they had some of the dioramas. <laughs> yeah, um, some old, old school dioramas. Yeah, like the Lizard Man the book. 80s the and Conquistadors shit. breaking in. Yeah, the, which is a super cool one. Yeah. Um, with the really old school old slot one. in there. Yeah. And then even the 40K stuff was awesome. Like, I checked it all out and thought, and uh, some of the 40K models really appeal. Um, just super, super cool to see mm-hmm. that. And they had a lot of really old stuff in there, too. It was cool to check those yeah. figures out. Not as many as I would have thought. Yeah. Though. It was, it's mostly, like mostly one or two of those current. Columns. Yeah, mostly current armies. But So, yeah, it was really, really awesome to see. I think I have a mm-hmm. bunch of pics in there. Eventually, I might put a bunch of these pics up on Facebook or something if I ever get around to it. Uh, let's see, after that, Karen and I got a game. Must have been later in the day. It felt like it was still pretty early, but we started this game, and he didn't have a list or anything. See, it was it was kind of fun to play it this way. He just took out all of his shit, put it on a table, and said, this is what it is. And I had my South Coast list, so then we just played a game. And then, like, turn four, turn five come around. I'm like, you know... I hope I don't have more points than him. Cause it's a pretty <laughs> close game. If this bro beats me and he's got like two or 300 points less than me, I'm a real fucking schlub here. <laughs> As we were sitting there playing, this guy Tommy came in from York, but he's working down in Nottingham. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he like saw on Twitter that we were there. He popped in and like just said hi. And I didn't get to talk to him too much because I was playing, but you chatted him up a he's bit. Cool, yeah. yeah, he, he seemed, like, drink. seemed like, yeah, he did. Cheers to that. He seemed like a real cool dude. So I appreciate him stopping in. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. Fun to get a game against Kieran. Yeah, I added up the list. I think he had like just like seventy or sixty yeah. points, but he's only like at three hundred and fifty in the core. <laughs> so he close. Played, but... He played a warrior unit as a chosen unit. Yeah. So if he had just if they were just regular, he would have been had a regular list Ugh. all set up. Yeah, those bros are fucking nasty. Never faced off against that before, so <laughs> it was interesting. But it was, it was just a fun way to play. It. Like, man, who gives a shit? We'll just call it what it is and play. You never get those kind of super fun, super fun like mix it up games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was a damn good time. And then we realized we were there till like yeah, it was, it was like six o'clock six. all of a sudden. I'm like, holy shit! So we had to run back to his house quick, and then run to the train station. Yeah, get and we just caught the train back down to London. Yeah, and then we stayed at this B and B. B and B in London was, was super nice, dude. Yeah, that one was cool. Um, it was pretty close to the train station. Um, yeah, we walked maybe but a mile maybe. Mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes. Kind of a hassle hauling all that shit for me, but yeah, so we had some Lebanese. Then I had a fucking kebab. It was awesome. Fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah, I had an awesome sampler platter of everything. Oh, uh, yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, it was. Really drove it into me. I really loved London for that. The food variety was just insanely good, dude. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of that. So then, I think we crashed out. After that, you went you went back, and then no, I went we for. went back. Which day did I go for a walk then? You it was went, the night before. The next day you okay. went to look for a shoe place. Okay. So yeah, so then we just fucking went back and called it a night. And then 
So that'd be Wednesday then was our last full day there. Turns out, you know, we were out and about in London that day, and it was also the day of Margaret Thatcher's funeral. So um, didn't, man, they said they were redirecting traffic through some of the undergrounds or whatever. But yeah, to my knowledge, it didn't really get in our way. But It's really easy to get around there compared to New York. Yeah. It was really confusing. And it, you'd wait 15 to 20 minutes in London. Every two or three minutes, one of those fucking trains would zip by. Oh, uh, yeah. You didn't have to wait long so at that all. That was awesome. Was... We checked out the British Museum. That fucking thing was packed. Holy hell. Well, one thing, it's fucking free to get in. You never see mm-hmm. fucking free shit here like that. And it was, not all of it was, though. You couldn't go into the Ice Age section for free. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a lot of fucking people around there. Just bounce around, checking out all the shit. I think in retrospect, I really would have liked to see the War Museum over the British Museum. But mm-hmm. if we had one more day, I think we could have fucking made it. But we made an attempt to get into the Tower of London, which was closed by the time we got over there. Yeah, there's like a half hour left because yeah. we had to eat eat lunch then so we found this weird uh, place it's like behind authentic all these, other <laughs> these like alleys and shit ate this italian i thought it was fucking super good dude well, that's like the best bruschetta yeah I've ever had i had this bruschetta very different that served almost like a salad like there's greens under it and then all this bread on top just soaked in oil since and then i've sauce. made it is i made it the, their way yeah you just butter the bread too <laughs> just do everything the same and then you just butter the bread yeah it tasted like identical it oh, tasted yeah. fucking awesome it was so fucking good <laughs> yeah and then just i had a, like a margarita pizza or something but it was really good too and then mm-hmm. yeah it was cool but you could tell those bros were straight up italian the accents <laughs> yeah. shit. It's, uh, not like italians here you know it's like fourth generation fucking dude just making some lame spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, and so the tower, that's cool. I didn't realize that was a massive it's like a castle, castle yeah. not just a tower. There's a lot of shit going on there. It was cool to see the outside of it, walk around that. And yeah, I walked around the, the whole London thing. Bridges. London Bridge is right there. Yeah, we were able to get into the London Bridge tour like at the very end, so last group of fuckers to do that for the day. and That was cool, though, because you go up there, they make you watch a little see, video, yeah. and, <laughs> but uh, get up there, and then you can go down each side of the bridge, and you can take pictures out over London down each side of the Thames. It was pretty fucking awesome. Then you go down the other side, take a walk around, go through the engine rooms. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked how immaculate the fucking engines were, too. <laughs> yeah. Shit's been set up and operating Shit's for tight. a long time. It was super clean. Mm-hmm. So super cool what we do after that i think after that we just made our way back try to find a shopping center (laughs) which we could not do quite a bit couldn't find a shoe store you wanted shoes yeah it's really hell-bent on buying some shoes but i couldn't fucking find what i wanted i found them in portsmouth and i didn't really think about it when we were there because it seemed like a hassle to lug the shit around but by the time we got to london i couldn't find them anywhere so Mm -hmm. so much for that i ended up taking quite a walk alone later through like this fucking seedy little neighborhood and it got a little better and then it got a little seedy i'm like i should probably just go back i don't even know where the fuck i'm at here and that night we went out for peruvian yeah which, two big plates of meat yeah i had like these three huge we just asked her like the waitress what the oryx what the fuck do we know about peruvian food i ended up getting three huge chunks of pork and they're all deep fried <laughs> like, i think that was like pretty much it wasn't it was yeah, like there was a like little a little tiny bat little, of like rice or something. Yeah, a little bit of something else, but that was it. I was like, oh, God, I would never eat this, you know? So that tasted good. It was fine. Yeah. It was expensive as fuck, though. It was like a 40 or $50 yeah. meal for me. But mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was fun. After that, we fucking called it, man. That was the fucking trip. Next morning, we spent all of our time trying to get out to Heathrow. <laughs> yeah, there was like a fire in one of the tubes or something. Oh, yeah. So it was stressful for about eight minutes. 
I nice we were fucking jammed in there so fucking tight, and I was like right at the door, couldn't even stand up straight. I was so close to the fucking wall, and this woman bounces in behind me, <laughs> and there's this girl to my right, and she's standing too. She's kind of crammed in there, like behind my luggage, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the woman that bounced in late. There's a couple people that passed it up because it just looked too full, but this lady went for it, and then the doors closed really fast. It fucking caught her square in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the chick next to me just busts out laughing because she gave her a dirty look when she had jumped on and i was like oh god here we go mm-hmm. uh, anyways we got back the flight home was it was solid it was almost nine hours a like eight and three quarter hours mm-hmm. but fucking good flight we had a meal and a snack and napped a bit again yeah fucking awesome and then we got back went fucking straight to adepticon yeah drove straight to adepticon <laughs> which uh next episode story for another podcast yeah, we're gonna have Golki and hopefully the legend on as well to talk about their team tournament experience out there and then we'll also talk about our thursday night well raj really just went to bed i think no you didn't go to bed i don't even know what happened to you thursday i no, stayed I up was till in the fantasy hall uh, okay and then i hung out with the lacrosse boys i ended up staying up till about two in the morning that night and uh, it was fun. Good, good to see all the fucking American bros. Everybody here talking pretty fucking normal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a, what do we have here. Yeah, overall trip was awesome. Oh I yeah, recommend it to go over there. It's kind of cool. You know, if you're going just to visit for stuff like that, I'd try to connect with some more Hammer bros because it's just cool. Just knowing what the local area and they can suggest stuff and yeah. Plus, if you run out of shit to talk about, there's always a conversation yeah. subject. You always want to talk about Warhammer. Yeah. The, then, the B&Bs, they were priced about the same as American hotels here. Yeah. So the food and stuff was... Well, they gave you a good breakfast. A uh, lot more expensive, but oh, yeah. the B&Bs cost... They weren't jacked up like the way the food costs were. Yeah. Um, the tickets and stuff... If you're going somewhere, try to get a round trip ticket, which we never attempted. Yeah, it turns out I could have saved like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it was like ninety pounds to get from the south to the north. But if you're going round trip, round trip, it's one all, pound yeah. more. We could have got that trip to London for a pound, you yeah. know, instead of <laughs> fuck. So we kind of screwed ourselves there just by ignorance. But the mm-hmm. the round trip is usually one pound more than the one way. So yeah. the one way is ninety for or fifty like pounds. For like eight days there, I think. I spent about eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, I think I did a bit Half more was than the B&B, that. Quarter was the train, so yeah. the rest was food. But we didn't really buy. Yeah, you know, I just got Kelly some random souvenirs. I bought a yeah. shirt. I didn't, I'm not big into buying shit. I so really maybe. wanted those fucking shoes, but I couldn't <laughs> find them. There's those sweet Lonsdale trainers there, but if I'd have found that, I'd have spent an extra like sixty or eighty pounds probably. But mm-hmm. I don't know. All in all, it's fucking awesome. The tournament was awesome. It was well run. Everybody was really really cool and yeah, fucking good time. We'll it, it was maybe. really cool to meet everybody too because a lot of fucking names you've heard of, heard around, whatever, and uh, it's really cool to put faces to the names and. Mm-hmm. Find out that it's not just some weird blob of space where information <laughs> comes out of. There actually really are fucking people there. Yeah, so I think, I think next year I'm down to fly somewhere else. Maybe yeah, I'm thinking we should probably do West Coast, Coast, like either Quake City or one of the big ones the out summer there. Summer in San Francisco. Leadership nice. Two Boys have been a. Uh, been up our ass to get out there san fran oddly <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> enough so uh, <laughs> might, might be in the cars for 2014 yeah we'll see ginger's talking about wanting to get pregnant so if that happens my fucking long tournament days might, might get over for a while but uh, we'll see we'll see Sam. let's talk quickly about contact sure. so if you want to get in touch with us check out uh, go to pointhammer.com you can email us at pointhammer at gmail.com 
Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, 601-TRY-HPBV. That's 601-879-4728. Mm-hmm. And we've actually got one from the West Coast Hammer Time podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Seems like they got really wasted <laughs> to call the line. Oh, you know the usual operating procedure. I was catching up on cast yesterday. And they were all at a bar drinking at one of their tournaments that those guys oh, host. I bet that so it could have been from the yeah. same time. It was really good, like, drunk coverage because they somehow stayed focused on Warhammer. We get drunk and start talking about Hormel and stupid <laughs> shit like that. But, no, it was, it was good. It was a good episode. Yeah, so so that's throw that in after the final credits. I'm here. curious to hear that. So, uh other than that, check out our blog, youmagnificentpastors.com, for some pics of like our models that took some mm-hmm. fucking trophies while we were over there, and I'll probably get my new brace shaman up there if I can be troubled to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's about it, man. We should probably wrap this up. So fuck it, man. Suck. That's my base. Balls.
Hey, well, first of all, I don't know who the fuck this is, but this is goddamn Bill motherfucking Curry. West Coast camera time, motherfucker. Eat my ball sack, number one. Number two, I don't know who the fuck this is. I had a sippy cup with your name on it, and my other ride is your mom, bitch.